of the International Secret Police. Clint and Barney take Marsha Winfield and her brother to Dr. Kingsley in Nagchuka. Chief Tipo accompanies them with splinters and the other two octopus guards as his prisoners. Just as he is about to take them into his office, they are shot by octopus gangsters who make their escape in the ensuing excitement. The octopus thus begins his destruction of those who may bear witness against him and also orders his chief pilot, stationed at Black Pass with a large fleet of planes, to stand ready for an attack when he gives the command. Suspicioning this, Clint sends Chief Tipo and his men to Black Pass to halt the takeoff. We find the boys talking over last-minute plans before returning to the house of La Chaute Ring. No, I told Bob Gilmore to stand ready with as many men of Nag Chukar's police as could come with him. When we attack the octopus, we're going to need all the manpower we can get. I'll say so, Clint. Before he left for Black Pass, Chief Tipo left orders that this office should help us in every possible way. Yes, I know. And Bob is getting lined up now. You know, he's glad to really get in and fight. He's been hanging around Nagchukov for so long, unable to really do anything. But he's ready to go now. Yeah, seeing Marsha Winfield's condition and Larry's, that was the last straw. He sure liked Miss Marsha, didn't he? Who wouldn't? Marsha has plenty of spunk, all right. And good looks, too. Uh, <clears throat> Now to get back to the attack, Barney. I told Bob I'd send word as soon as he should join us. Is Chief Tebow going to come back right after he's grounded the octopus aviators at Black Pass, Clint? No, Barney. He took a portable shortwave set along with him. He'll let us know if everything's quiet over that way. No, you're wrong, Sweden. Tebow took the shortwave set along to use only in case of trouble. If he and his men arrive too late, if the planes have already taken off, then he'll immediately let me know by shortwave so that we can be ready for them. Otherwise, he'll leave most of his men at the pass and return to Lhasa to aid us in our attack on the octopus himself. Oh, I see. Hey, what about Mardak? Huh? What are you talking about, Speed? Mardak, the village at the foot of the Himalayas, where the octopus sends the slaves before they start over the mountains to India. Remember Splinter's telling us about that? Yeah, poor guy. Lucky for us, he talked when he did. I'll say so. Splinter's made a lot of mistakes, but I think he paid for them by giving us so much information about the octopus. Don't you, Clint? Yes, he certainly did, Speed. And had Splinter's lived, I think he would have changed his ideas of right and wrong. Uh, but that's all past now. Uh, what's this about Mardak? Well, why don't we send some of Chief Tipo's men there to keep an eye on things? Hey, you got something there, kid. Then when we give the word, we'll have two important octopus outposts tied up solid. Black Pass and Mardak. And we'll take him ourselves. Say, that's a great idea, Speed. Why the dickens did I let that slip by? Oh, gee, you've got so much to think about, Clint. You've got the whole responsibility of this case. Well, I just help out where I can. <laughs> I don't think the kid will ever get the big head, Clint. No, he's got more sense than that. 
Now let's get to this work on the Mardak idea. With Tibetan peace officers there, those slaves won't start over the Himalayas. Nor will the octopus be able to recall his men from Mardak. By that time, they'll be our prisoners. Swell. Are we about ready to start back to Searing's house now? Uh, as soon as we send off a detachment of men to Mardak. Oh, and I want to send a cable to Chief Riley, too, saying that the case is about to break. Clint? Uh, yes, Bean? Suppose, in spite of all these plans, we won't catch the octopus. What then? Well, then we'll have to think of other plans, Bean. But I have a hunch that we've got him in a corner this time. We've got too much on him. Marsh's story, Splinter's testimony, and if Larry Winfield is well enough to talk soon, he'll be able to tell us a lot as well. You said it. No matter what hole he tries to slip out of, the octopus will find it guarded by secret police. Boy, it's going to be a big thrill. It sure will be, Speed. Well, are we ready to start? Yes, the Kingsleys and Marsh and her brother will be safe here. Since the attack on Splinters and the others, Tipo stationed a special guard for them. Let's get that detachment off for Mardak and then hit for T-Ring's house. I got a hunch that things are going to start popping pretty soon. And when they do, I want to be in the front row. So, splinters and the other two are silenced forever, huh? Yes, master. Your orders were carried out to perfection. <laughs> Good. Now, if I could only reach the Winfields as well. They are even more dangerous than splinters. Lawrence Winfield in particular. Our spies have learned that he is still unconscious. It will probably be many days before he can speak. And by that time, I will have struck a blow at Tibet that will make her mine. Then let the secret police run for their lives. What? Do you think they may be up to now, Master? Were they not in Nagchuka, according to the last report? Yes, but Chief Tipo and some of his men had left the city a little previously. Their destination was unknown. Bah! These Tibetan spies are stupid. They learn only half of what they should. They are not used to spying, Master. I shall teach them, never fear. You say a guard has been stationed around Dr. Kingsley and the others? Yes. And a very strong one. Ah. <laughs> Clint Barlow fears he may lose his witnesses. And well he might. I shall not attempt to silence their tongues now when they are on the lookout for an attack. I shall bide my time and strike when they do not expect me to. Meanwhile, I shall start the slave caravan from Mardak. Master, do you think it's safe at this time? Would it not be better to wait a while? Safe? Of course it is safe. No one would dream of a slave traffic through such a small village as Mardak. Perhaps... Splinters mentioned that name. Before he was shot? I think not. Remember, he was badly wounded shortly after he left Tengrinor. He was in no condition to talk, and my men silenced him at Nagchuka, just as he was entering the police office. <laughs> no, Splinters had no time to talk, of that I'm sure. You are not as cautious as you once were, Master. You are growing careless with overconfidence. You question my wisdom? Master, my life depends on your wisdom. And my goodwill. Do not forget that, Kwan Wu. No. I never shall. Very well. I expect to have enough slaves at Mardak within the next week to make it worthwhile to start a caravan over the Himalayas. Have you made all arrangements in India? Of course. Boats will be awaiting the caravan at an isolated spot. Slave traffic is a safe business, Kwan Wu, and it pays well. If you are not discovered. Master? Yes? Another message has just come from Nagchuka. The secret police have left. They are returning to Lashot Tsi Ring's house. 
It is increasingly hard to learn anything about their activities. All Nagchuka seems to be on their side. Mm, very well. That is all. Yes, Master. Does all this not arouse your suspicion, Master? The secret police are accomplishing things. Yes, yes, they must be stopped. I do not like this mysterious journey of Chief Tipo's either. Something has gone wrong, and whatever it is, I must check it. What do you intend to do? I'm going to contact Chen, my chief pilot of Black Pass again. Tell him to bring all my planes here. Here? So that the secret police and the Tibetan authorities will know? Know what? That I have planes? I can explain that as a scientist. I can say that I needed certain supplies immediately, that they were flown here by plane. That will satisfy the Tibetan authorities. As for the secret police, let them think what they will. So long as they cannot prove anything, they are helpless. But the slaves in the rooms below or on the road to Matak, if they are discovered by Barlow and the others, they will have all the proof they need to end our activities. Yes, Wu, if they discover the slaves. But by that time, I will have my planes here from Black Pass. <laughs> This is the end of our ride. There is the Black Pass just ahead. Now remember, keep your men ready for action if I have trouble. But I do not expect any. Yes, sir. I see planes, but no men. Uh, they must be in those crude buildings that have been erected. Yes, Chief Tipo. It appears so. Uh, Black Pass is bitter cold. Yes. The horse's breath freezes in this icy wind. Uh, that larger building must belong to the head of the company. Is everyone prepared? Yes, all are prepared. Very well. Halt the men. Yes, Chief Tipo. I am Chief Tippo of the Tibetan Peace Officers. Word has been brought to us that the planes were here, so we have come to make the customary inspection. Inspection? But why? It is the rule. No one may enter or leave Tibet without declaring themselves. Did you do that at the border? No. We flew over and did not stop. I know. And that is why we have come, to learn who you are and why you have come to Tibet. But I have no time to give you this information now. I have just had orders from my commander to leave back pass immediately. I have relayed these orders to my pilot. That is why we saw no men, Chief Tipo. They must be already in the planes. We are just in time. Wait, wait. Yes. What does he mean, just in time? Simply that if we had come an hour later, you would not have been here. Who is your commander? I told you I have no time to talk now. Later, I... I... have full authority to force you to talk, Mr. Chan. Uh, you are Chinese, of course. Yes. Who is your commander? He has... Keep uh... your hands away from that gun. Uh, why did you fire into the air? That was a signal. Yes, Chief Tipo. The planes are going to take up. Fix, fellow. Get every one of those planes and bring their pilots here. Yes, bring them if you have to drag them out of the planes. 
you cannot do this. We are merely testing the planes. They are about to take off on a test flight. They shall not take off, Mr. Chan. You have gone against the command of the Tibetan government. And as long as you are on Tibetan ground, you must obey those commands. But we mean no harm. I do not know what you mean. Giving that signal to start when you knew we had come to inspect your camp is most suspicious. But I do not understand this inspection. You do not need to understand it. It is the law. Drop that gun. Don't move. I've got you covered. The law is it. We'll see how much good your law is going to do you in black cash. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. 